the two biggest cities in the country. Head to head. The battle continues. It's been a tough week for the lesser city in the news. This is a disaster. Jesus, this is um, this is quite disturbing. Let's go. A pandemic, a riot, and an earthquake. Jesus, this is um, this is quite disturbing. As if Melbourne wasn't going through enough. Oh my gosh! Felt like it was an explosion. And I had coffee on the desk, and it spelled everywhere. My sister was dancing. We thought it was like she stomped so loud. Pretty scary. Pretty scary. My whole bed started right rattling. Gee, that's a big truck going past. Ooh. It's a tough look for Melbourne. Meanwhile, in Sydney... It's still 23 degrees. Now, there's not long to go. If you've had both jabs, though, community sport will resume. Very pleasingly, New South Wales has passed the 85% figure. From Camden to Blacktown, vaccination rates across Sydney's west and southwest are soaring. We're all loving our picnics, but just to make them that little bit sweeter, from tonight, those who are fully vaccinated will be allowed to drink in some of our most popular parks. That is an outstanding result. Well, Sydney versus Melbourne. The battle continues with more on that in today's episode of Robbie's Modern Life. Hey, Melbourne, your move next. Hey, it's Robbie's Modern Life right now on FBI Radio 94.5 FM. Streaming online or listening in your car or back on the podcast. My name is Robbie Armfield. It's, uh, you know, the show's going to be with you till 1 p.m. today. It's, uh, you know, God, it's such a cool thing to have your company. Such, such a great thing to, to be with you. Of course, I'm joined with, with a few uh, co-hosts today, um, Mitchell, JC. Hey, mate, how you doing? Proud owner of over 100 thongs. I've got them all stacked up next to me here. <laughs> <laughs> got a whole bedroom full of thongs. His name's Bernie Bolge. Hey, hey, got them all here. <laughs> Using the beer stubbies. <laughs> and Sophie Gordon's here with us too. G'day, good to be here. Did you that earthquake? You heard, hear about that earthquake the other day? Seriously, like the, the first time an earthquake of that magnitude has been felt in Melbourne in over 100 years. I think we all heard about this one. It, it really shook up the majority of Melbourne. And, you know, luckily nobody was seriously injured or anything. But, you know, it did cause a few random disturbances about the place. Like, did, did you guys hear about this stuff? Well, on uh, Smith Street in Melbourne, this dude was getting a tattoo at the time, right, Um, at the time of the quake, and it it shook the whole building around. It jolted the artist's needle and completely screwed up the original plan for the drawing. You're probably, you know, wondering why the artist didn't just stop drawing and wait for the ground to settle, but apparently they were in just such shock that they persisted with it, and the quake just, you know, really buffeted and jolted the needle all over the place. What was initially meant to be a picture of Daffy Duck chilling in a vat of cum turned into a scribble that honestly vaguely resembles a swastika it's pretty dark stuff needless to say right the recipient is far from happy and is looking to have it fixed up by someone else pretty soon so uh that's just one of the things that happened uh there was apparently also a dj at the time of the earthquake who had to restart their entire mix because they were djing on vinyl you know it just sent the earthquake just sent the needle skipping all over the place i think there's there's probably a lesson there somewhere uh, at the time of the earthquake as well, someone was actually getting a vaccine at the time. Can you believe this? So at the time of the earthquake in Melbourne, someone was trying to get a vaccine. 
The doc had to do three attempts at the injection because they just kept missing. One went in the neck. Another, with the doc lunging forward to overcompensate, went past the arm and ended up in the person's upper thigh. Apparently, the doctor just thought the person was nervous and shaking. The doctor even gave the person a cookie to calm their nerves. Rumor has that the person was just like, Doc, I think it's an earthquake. The doctor has mentioned that the worst that could come of it is that the patient is extra protected from COVID while potentially experiencing slightly more severe symptoms. Rumor has it that the person said, you know, Doc, I don't think I need protection from the virus. I need protection from an earthquake right now. Do you think, you know, do you have that in medicine? Uh, when speaking to the press, right, the doctor said, Third time's a charm, you know, always a joke of these, these doctors, right? Uh, when quizzed about whether something like this has ever happened to them at a vaccine clinic, the doc said, is quoted as saying, you know, last time there was an earthquake at a vaccine clinic uh, was when everyone was stampeding over here to get Pfizer. <laughs> we, all, we all noticed that, right? There was such a flurry to get that Pfizer dose, right? Anyway, yeah, so this earthquake, it's really causing a causing a stir amongst the Australian community, especially in Melbourne where it happened, right? I mean, do you, do you guys remember the border crate? You know, we've, t- we've talked about it on the show before. It's a, there's a, a mysterious crate that was found on the border between New South Wales and Victoria a little over a year ago. Well, the mystery was actually on the way to being solved recently as information started to emerge. It was revealing that the crate was actually packed to the brim with money and resources for the direct benefit of minority communities in Australia. That's a beautiful thing, right? What a beautiful thing. Oh, have wow. a whole crate filled with resources ready to be deployed for Australian minority groups, right? Beautiful thing. Unfortunately, though, it's been caught up in the whole earthquake drama as well. It has, you know, the earthquake that has caused a brief rupture in the earth directly on the borderline there, and a giant chasm was formed as a result of the heavy tremors completely engulfing the crate and causing it to plunge kilometres downward in mere seconds, literally falling through the cracks. It's sad stuff for minority communities in this country. Can you can you believe this, right? Their only lifeline literally fell through the cracks. Fate is certainly a very cruel mistress. It's not all bad news, though. There's been some true blue legends coming out of the fray of this epic earthquake disaster. One goes by the name of Andrew. Uh, we've talked about him on the show before. He runs a not-for-profit not called Andrew Paints Charities, and he's been very busy assisting charities that have been hit by the quake, repainting walls and buildings. He's such a gem of a guy. But, you know, what about you, though? What what were you up to when the earthquake hit? You've been getting in touch with us on the text line, of course, 0409-945-945. Stacey and Collaroy, you were having some snags with some mates, absolutely frothing the new one from Glass Animals. Pull toys out, absolute day for it. Matt from Ashfield was downing a few tinnies in the blow-up pool with the housemates. Everyone singing along to the new sticky single. The boys are back. That's awesome. And Vanessa and Carlton, you almost passed out from too many body blacks. Loving the new Lime Cordial project with Tom Hanks. Uh, Yeah, that project is good. So on you, Vanessa. And now back to the countdown. Awesome. And now it's time for number 95. Woo! <laughs> Number 95. Hey, it's Guthrie here from Thunderslice. Uh, thank you so much for voting for us in the Hottest 100 this year. Uh, we really didn't realize that uh, so many people would resonate with Coffee Cup when we wrote it. Um, we were just, you know, a little bit hungover and really needed a cup of coffee and, you know, 
next thing you know it, everyone's uh, firing up around the country. So thank you so much to Triple J and everyone, you know, all the listeners. Um, yeah, cheers for voting and enjoy the track. Hey there. Now, with restrictions easing to allow fully vaxxed people to gather in groups of five outside, picnics are on this spring. But if you want it to be an outing that your friends enjoy, there are a few things you might want to keep in mind when organizing the event to ensure its success. Hi there, Robbie's Modern Life on FBI Radio 94.5 FM. My name is Robbie Armfield, and I'm with some picnic experts right now. Sophie Gordon. Hello. Bernie Bolgi. Hey. And Mitchell JC. Hiya. And we've put our heads together to work out our best tips for smashing your best picnic out of the park this spring and impressing your mates. We've split up these tips into the following sections, gear, music, food, games, and people. All the tips and tricks are going to make your picnic really stand out. So we're going to start off with gear. So, Mitch, what kind of gear will you need for a successful gathering in the park? Great question. So a picnic rug to start with, knives, forks, plates, all the basic cutlery, and then all the yeah cutlery essentials. Since you're outside, avoid the heat of the sun. So you're going to need hats, slouch hat, bucket hat, maybe KFC bucket head, uh, anything that flies, Ned Kelly helmet, party poppers, you're going to want sunscreen or equivalent lotion. Absolutely. Good stuff. I hope you've written that down. Next up, music. Oh, now it's it's more important than a lot of people give credit for, right? Music for the vibe of a picnic. How do we get the mood just right for a picnic, Bernie? There's a lot of ways to go about it. You know, music uh, is multifaceted. Yeah, there's more than one way uh, to skin a cat in that respect. But uh, a good way, I think a good way of doing it is to make a playlist ahead of time. So what you want to do is use a streaming platform, Apple Music, uh, Deezer, or the likes, uh, get a playlist ready to go. Make sure you'll be able to access the playlist at the park or wherever you are hosting a picnic. This is important because there might not be, uh, it might not be an area with access to Wi-Fi in this area. So you're not going to be able to, you, you can create the playlist, that's all good and well, but once you get there, if you can't play it, yeah, it almost goes without saying, hey. Um, you want to factor in who's coming and also how they might react to certain genres. You could play it safe and you could select inoffensive music that won't spur any sideways looks or heated questions um, if you want. I mean, this is this is the best way to go about these picnics these days, I think. Bands that are safe, uh, like Maroon 5, uh, Rio Speedwagon, Coldplay, you know, Aerosmith, Neil Diamond, the Eagles, you know, life in the fast lane. How could you How could you have an issue with that? You know what I mean? But also, why not have a backup playlist when you need to turn things up at this picnic? Yeah. Maybe the sun's gone down, 
some of the unsavory characters have left and you just want to turn up the party. Woo! Have a backup playlist with stuff like um, Animals from Martin Garrix. You might know that. Hey Brother, Avicii, some uh, Gangnam Style, that song. Kanye West, I love it. And so on and so forth. You get the idea. Now on to food for how best to put together your best picnic right here on RML. We're going to be looking at food now. Look, come prepared and you won't have any issues here. Food is the bread and butter of a good picnic. And hopefully nothing will go wrong with the food if you've put enough preparation in. So what food is ideal for a picnic? Great question, Sophie. And we've got the answers right here on RML. You're listening to Robbie's Modern Life. You want vegetarian options. Um, excuse me. Isn't there anything here that doesn't have meat in it? Possibly the meatloaf. Uh, cob loaf you might like. Cheese and biscuits. Fairy bread's always a cloud, cloud pleaser. And also top 20 vegetarian recipes. If you just Google that, you will find something nice. If you're more interested in meat options, you might be wanting to ask Mitch about that. Yeah, let's get into The flight meat back on the menu, boys. <laughs> Meat, there is a wide variety. We're looking at cabanossi, party pies, salami, salami ideas, Mongolian beef, oyster meal ideas. You can just Google those ones. Uh, Devil eggs and rare veal schnitzel. The list goes on. Ooh, they look tasty. Got mushroom. Hungry. Great ideas, Mitch, for the picnic for some meat options. You can also bring um you can also bring ingredients for some fresh fresh ingredients to the park, some meat ingredients, some fresh meat ingredients, and uh just compile it there. So you could like pre-cook some pork cutlets, um, you know, some ribeye, you know, pre-cook that, bring it to the park, then just carve it up in front of your mates. I'm starving. We ain't had nothing but maggoty bread for three stinking days. Why can't we have some meat? What about them? They're fresh. They are not for eating. What about their legs? They don't eat those. Ooh, they look tasty. Got brush them. Carve it up. Just the mouthful. No. The flight meat back on the menu, boys. Yeah, so we're looking at picnic tips. How best to put together your best picnic as the restrictions start to ease in Sydney on Robbie's Modern Life right now, FBI Radio. Sophie, you're a fan of the lasagna in little boxes when you go on your picnics. Yeah, it's a great idea, um, thinking about ways that you can divvy out the food at, at a picnic. So by pre-preparing them in little boxes, stuff like lasagna that's just always a fan favourite is a really good idea. But really, the the options are endless when it comes to a picnic food. Uh, think ham hock soups, even some mints pack of bacon bits. All of this stuff is very easily purchasable at, at your local supermarket. Mints, bacon bits, ribs even. Do be careful with wet meats because the sauce 
can drip everywhere and attract flies and insects that you might not want at your picnic. Absolutely. And you don't want it to sully any of your other meals that you might have in the picnic basket, right? Like your yogurt dishes and things like this. Yeah. Um, but, you know, don't forget the drinks, right? I mean, when you're at a picnic, you like to have... It's your job, Larry, to make sure I keep drinking this potion, even if you have to force it down my throat. Drinks are a really great way of quenching your thirst at a picnic, and they shouldn't be an afterthought, should they, Ben? No, they shouldn't. It should be uh, a lot of people forget about this. Uh, Pick up a slab of softies, and you're guaranteed to be a crowd pleaser. But if you're looking for more of a rowdy time, why not roll a keg down into the park, get some red cups, like a frat vibe, and you know, some red cups and a keg, ultimate vibe check for that one. Yeah. (laughs) Beer pong and things like that. to keep drinking like you said remember i mean you know it's a bit of a flex on my part i suppose but when it comes to food and drinks i love to bring down a prepared subway you know to the picnic uh it's already wrapped up for you you don't need to prepare anything you can just sort of unwrap it and it's almost like purpose built for a picnic subways are so good for picnics they're so easy uh they're wrapped up uh, which is actually a great thing about them. They're just they're wrapped up, ready to go, and fresh, fresh ingredients that you can just uh, rip into. Um, they do those catering plates as well, which would be perfect for a situation like this. Absolutely, Mitch, and you can actually mix and match the different uh, the insides, can't you, Soph? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's totally customizable, which does make it a really good option uh, for a picnic. And people like to think of Subway as being like a big corporate, right? But I think the thing that people like to forget is that these are franchises, you know, they are a local business and um, they deserve as much as support as any of these other ones, you know. So, um, you know, jump down to your subway, get a local snack plate and, and uh, you know, really impress your friends at your next picnic. Take the guesswork out of it. Head over to Subway. We're going to hear, hear now from Dev, who owns a subway in uh, East Lakes and uh, what he's got to say about the recent uh, picnic craze. Do you get many people coming in here getting stuff for picnics these days? Um, no, no, no. No? No. You can grab six for five then. Six for five yes. for a picnic? Or how much is that? Three dollars. Have you been going on many picnics with the uh, with yeah, subway stuff? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Three dollars. You can't eat in here, so... Today, we've covered some tasty meals and drinks for your next picnic on RML, but maybe you've been asked to cook something to bring along and are now totally just freaking out. Well, we've got you covered. After the break, the Foodies Podcast has a delicious recipe for the perfect picnic snack. See you after the break.
With ample time to explore new things in lockdown, it's the perfect opportunity to hone some new skills and learn a new thing or two in that kitchen that's just gathering dust in the corner of your very own home. The Foodies Podcast. Welcome to the Foodies Podcast, run by foodies for those that have no idea where to even start. An activity that many of you would have taken up over the past couple of weeks in lockdown is picnics. I'm sure you, like many others, have found yourself invited to a picnic and thought, what the hell can I bring? Fear no more. Today, I'm going to teach you how to make the perfect culinary item that you can bring along to a picnic. You've probably tried it at your local cinema or out of one of those paper bags from the supermarket that you blitz in the microwave from the comfort of your own home. Yep, it's popcorn. Everyone loves popcorn. Straight salt, butter, a splash of sugar, caramel or even chilli powder. The only limits to your popcorn flavour experience is your imagination. To make popcorn at home, all you need is a stovetop, a saucepan, a neutral oil, popping corn and whatever flavour condiments that you wish to use. You can find popping corn at any supermarket. I get mine from my local spice shop because I prefer to support small businesses when I can and they sell it in a nice big bag so I'm using a little less plastic and I don't have to return to the shops as frequently. So start off by measuring the popping corn. For a picnic-sized serving to share, you could probably measure out about one cup of unpopped kernels, but it's really up to you. Now, put the saucepan on the stove at high heat and generously cover the base of the pot with a neutral oil. For this amount of popcorn, you could probably do about half a centimetre of oil, but it depends on the size of your pot. Oh, a little bit too much, but that's okay. (laughs) Now that the oil is heating the pan, put the lid on the pot and let the oil heat up for about a few minutes. Now it's hot and good to go. I sprinkle a little bit of salt in the oil and give it a quick swish around and then pour the kernels into the pot and cover it with a lid. Now forget timers, forget whatever. All you need now is to just use your ears for the next step. The popcorn will start to pop and eventually they'll slow down after a few minutes. When they've slowed down significantly, you can turn the heat off and get your popcorn straight out. I wouldn't want to leave it on the heat for too long because you don't want it to burn. Now get a bowl ready to pour your popcorn into. Whoops, overflowed a little bit. That's okay. The final step is the most fun. Season it with whatever you like. I'm just going to do another sprinkling of salt, but some people love to put equal parts salt and sugar for a yummy, salty, sweet twist. But just get creative with it. Do some chilli powder and garlic salt or something. I don't know. It's all about making it your own. And people at the picnic will love to see your creativity and imagination come out in the food that you bring to the picnic. Yum! Thanks for joining me today on the Foodies Podcast. Let me know how your popcorn goes when you take it to the picnic. Text into RML on 0409 945 945 if it goes well and tag us in your Instagram pics. I can't wait. That's your picnic food sorted. After the break, back in the studio, more picnic games and who to invite for your perfect picnic. Stick around on RML. The Foodies Podcast. Beneath its snowy metal cold and green, the unborn grass lies waiting for its cold to turn to green. Snowbird sings a song he always sings And speaks to me of flowers that will bloom again
So you're in Sydney and lockdown restrictions are easing. What's on the cards? Picnics. They're on the cards. You can do those right now if you sort of have a certain vaccination status. It's pretty exciting. But, you know, you haven't socialized in a while and you're thinking, how can I do this? You know, will I will I choose the wrong music? Will I screw up the vibe with, you know, some meat dish that I've brought? What? How do I do a picnic? Well, you've come to the right place. This is Robbie's Modern Life on FBR Radio 94.5 FM. We've got all the picnic tips that you will need to get a great vibe going for all your friends. My name is Robbie Armfield, and with me are picnic experts Sophie Gordon. Yes, uh, I'm here. Hello. Bernie Bolgi. Hello. And Mitchell JC. Hey. So a great way of getting people together is games. You can't just sit around and chat all day. Honestly, I can't tell you the amount of picnics I've been to where I've just been yawning my bloody brains out because of the stupid chat. Here are some ideas to get the party pumping with some really fun games, okay? We've got word games. Don't try it if you have a really stupid friend, though, okay? We'll talk about this a bit later. But, um, you know, if they are stupid, they will burn out rapidly and they'll, you know, check their phone. They'll be looking around more often. Mm. They're not, they won't be a fun game to play with them. They, they might even get angry. But there are other games on there, Burn. You could play, uh, get a tennis ball out. could be a good, quite fun dynamic. Tennis ball's a great idea. Poker, strip poker if you and your friends <laughs> a game. Uh, far out. <laughs> That's, it's quite saucy, I know. Uh, Russian roulette is a great one. A high stakes knife game. Speaking of high stakes, knife games work well, which goes into your specialty here, Mitch, the next one. Oh, axe throwing. Is that what you're talking about? I love axe throwing. Also axe chopping and, you know, standing on top of it, climbing the tree with the axe. Knife throwing. That's another fun one. Wood chopping contests. Um, so that's, yeah, plays right into the axe again. Um, sculpting, sculpting contests. That's with ice, with wood, with sand, whatever works for your environment, I think is best in that, in that context. And making it a competition as well. Uh, create some stakes, which is really great. Yeah. Good call. Good call. It's uh, it's those are, these are all really fun games to get involved with at the park when you organise your picnic with your mates. Now you're thinking, okay, it's a picnic, it's mates. Um, who are my mates? Who are the best people to have along to create a really good vibe at this picnic? Right? Who are the people I should bring along? <laughs> who are the people I should bring along to this? Well, you know, the easiest way of organizing which four people to pick for your picnic is to look at character archetypes. Now, these are real and they have been proven. So listen carefully. These are some must-haves in your group of picnic goers. You want at least one wild card to spice it up. Nobody knows them or you've just sort of met them online in some sort of spurious forum or something. They have controversial views. This is a must. Uh, Really kind of just peppers everyone up into a... You know, sort of a frenzy of uh, furious discussion. So, yeah, someone to put on the barbecue, someone that you can trust over uh, in the corner to make up some delicious food for you. Some other great options. The DJ, of course. We spoke about music earlier, but maybe someone's just better at selecting music than you are. Don't be afraid to delegate and bring along your favourite mate that's also a DJ. There's lots of them in Sydney uh, and in the inner west, so I'm sure you'll be able to find someone. So these are all, uh, just, to ex- just to make it a bit easier for people to understand, these are uh, character archetypes that we've gone and uh, created using uh, research um, uh, for these picnics, uh, the, the kind of people that you can select, kind of like a video game almost, like to, for your picnic, obviously there's a five-person cap and you want to be there. So you've got four options amongst 
quite a swathe of options here. You want someone like Mitch? You want a chatterbox? Yeah, I can't stop. Once you get me uh, out in out in an open field, I just won't stop talking. I think it's kind of nervousness, to be honest, a little bit, especially with these, you know. Um, inability to talk uh, in these new scenarios. <laughs> a chill person as well could be a good option for your group. Um, they're easily identifiable as often just having sunglasses, so you know that they're Sunny chill. Sunny yeah. You're the idiot that'll play any game. Uh, these people, what we found is that they're generally unlikable, but they will help suggest activities uh, when there are lulls in the conversation, of which there will be many people have not socialized in a while. You want the person that's already drunk as well, yes. potentially, or yes. maybe, I don't know. You know, uh, If you want, that's a risky move. The hippie, also. The Buffalo Wings fan, always good, always a good time. The movie savant, mm. um, risky, but uh, a good time. The guy that suggests a pub visit after the park <laughs> as a joke. Mm. Always one. Just remember, remember as well that some of these archetypes can overlap. You know, some people can be multiple of these things, and that might mm. be someone you're looking for. You know, you might have someone that's the movie savant that uh, occupies all the time in the conversation, but they might also be the menace, and they can be a bit wild. They can be a risky addition, uh, addition to the to the picnic, to be honest. Pulling pranks and such. Dacking everyone, usually dacking people. Pretty awful to be like in a conversation with a guy who's you know delving deep into Nolan's back catalogue and then just out of nowhere will dack your mate but right beside you. Pretty awful experience to be honest. That's a good point, but you know they they are a real a real they they can be a real handy guy to have around when you're doing the strip poker. You know what I mean? They'll really get get uh, get everything going and you know in a forceful way. Uh, you could you could choose a sworn enemy as well. You never know what they might say. Um, the one who claims they prefer wings to the Beatles. This is not a guy for my picnics, okay? I don't want this guy in my picnics. Um, you know, you have the loud mouth. Hey, that's me. Um, this is Sarah as well. She's always cool. Um, the DNM instigator. Uh, this might split up the picnic into smaller groups, though, although this is not so much a worry with the five person limit. One thing start to get a bit larger, you know, 10 people. Yeah, and stuff maybe like invite that. them mm-hmm. a little later in the picnic, even um, if someone's got to leave, because you want the vibes to be really fun and like a party at the start, but maybe later on in the day, you want to get into some DNMs with your friends. So that could be a good wildcard uh, entry a little later in the day. Yeah, good point, Sophie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you could rotate through a few of these people. You don't need to keep it static at your picnic. Good point, Sophie. The, these, these last few people that you could have, if you like, uh, the one is the DNB and sister. This is one that we keep coming, keeps coming up in our sort of picnic investigations. Yeah, so these guys are constantly pumping uh, a little bit of DNB from their phone. They're just sort of, they're always looking around, shiftingly, like trying to work out, uh, you know, is there a party going to be starting here, you know? Similar to that, the hype man. Um, so he's getting everyone hyped up all the time. Keeps everyone drinking, starts dares, you know, has a really loud laugh that's um, infectious, I think. Pretty awesome. That's great. You want, you want to balance that one out with the mother of the group, usually, who uh, likes to look after everyone, make sure people have sun cream on, everything. Okay, we got some questions, people, on the text line. Hey, RML, are we allowed to sleep in the park? Well, uh, if you're going to sleep in the park, make sure someone stays up and keeps watch. Enemies might come. It's also recommended that you rotate watch shifts uh, to keep the person on watch fresh. Do not make a fire. Uh, this is a surefire way of getting unwanted attention from enemies at night. If you're cold, huddle together and stay low to the ground. You'd be surprised how much heat this can generate, and it can save a life if it comes down to it. Uh and last question here from a, from a listener. 
Yeah. Uh, hey, RML, I was thinking of bringing a mate that no one else knows to the picnic as they've had a tough year and just moved to Sydney. They're pretty quiet and non-confrontational. Um, should I check with the organizer first? Great question, um, especially if they fit into one of the archetypes. I'd say it's definite yes, but uh, while a picnic, it's not some super exclusive event, it's always best to check with the event organizer regarding plus ones. If you think uh, your friend won't ruffle any feathers and you'd rather avoid the awkward request, a general rule of thumb is uh, that you can bring up to 5% of attendance without uh, you know, acknowledging that they'll be coming to the event and organizer. if you and if you do cop a bit of heat from the event organizer you know they're they're getting angry at you that you've brought a friend along you can you do have um the argument that it's a public place it's a public park anyone can come so i don't know just if you get into any strife you can pull that one out um if need be you can also just start your own uh, splinter picnic with this person um just uh in essence kind of like cross the floor just like leave uh move five meters away and get a new rug and you've got your own picnic. So Bob's your uncle. You always come prepared for any possible splinter picnics. Yeah, exactly. Um, this often happens, I think, when people try uh, to force DNMs on the picnic. Splinters it immediately into pairs of two and you're left with one person by themselves. Um, so as we were sort of talking earlier, you know, one of the sort of character archetypes that you might want to do picnic is the DNM instigator uh we've actually got a question here you know how can i hey rml how can i ensure that you know the picnic that i create is conducive for uh, dnms to eventuate i really want to get to know my friends a bit better um great question thanks for getting Bob, in you want touch. to take that one yeah thanks for getting in touch well i think you might want to have the food just right you want to have the music just right and you want to have some of the people just right too so f- for my money i think the music you might want to play some enya uh, just sort of get the mood right. I think food, as I was sort of mentioning earlier, it might sound crazy, but the Subway platter with mostly meat options, I think sort of what makes everyone a bit tired. And I think um, people are more ready to have less lively conversations when they're tired, aka sort of like a DNM style. So yeah, that for my money, that's a good way of getting a DNM and scattered. What do you guys think? Yeah, yeah. Agree. I think it's all about set and setting. I don't know if you've heard those terms, but you know, having the right mind frame and the right environment um, to really break through and make those uh, you know higher level connections with each other. That's a good point, Mitch. And I think it's also the questions, right? D- good DNMs can start with deep questions. I was just thinking about that. You could even go into the picnic with some pre-prepared questions. Think about your friends. What do you want to find out about them? And or or just some fun prompts that can be really fun. On. Yeah, just uh, maybe do a quick background check on everyone, uh, some simple kind of historical events in their life that you can bring up and and kind of dig a little bit deeper, put the, put the screws in on those um, with some questions designed around those events. Ask around with their close friends if there's any secrets that you might know about, um, any rumors or something. That could lead to some really insightful conversation when it does come to the picnic. Good point, Sophie. And also, I just want to add trauma as well. You might want to ask about that from their close friends and see if there's anything there that you can get the wheels spinning on this. Things like divorce, um, divorce, um, part- partners dead, cheating on dead them. Pets dead pets as well. Pets, yeah. yeah, dead. Uh, well, yeah, I think in general, key themes that you might want to think about when you're formulating questions for how to instigate a DNM. You guys are rightly saying death, 
um, trauma, um, extreme highs, extreme lows, yeah. you know, any of these. Yeah, yeah I was thinking well. any fearful, um, terrifying, like hostage-type situations. That's a good one. Yeah, almost always a hostage situation will have an extreme feeling to it. You know what I find helps um, people open up a bit more is that I'll often share those traumas from myself um, pretty readily and early on into the conversation, and that'll get them to sort of open up pretty quick. That's a really easy way to get people to open up. Great points. You know what I actually often do is I'll um, make up a trauma just to sort of get the ball rolling in this way. That's fine as well because when you um, with this person you likely don't know very well, they probably don't really know you that well either. So a white lie here or there is okay. That's right, Sophie. And you know what? They they likely might even be making theirs up too. It's all it's all a means to an end, and the end is is a deep and meaningful connection. That's right. Uh, and a good time, right? I mean, we, we want this picking to be Yeah, fun. don't forget the good time, yeah. Yeah. So, it's set, setting, food, pre-prepared Games. questions, and a bit of screening of their close friends to sort of determine where that trauma might be. These are all great uh, ingredients for um, an epic picnic that will, you know, definitely eventuate in a meaningful DNM session uh, for you and, and the people that you've got coming along. So thanks for your question. Yeah, thanks so much for your question. What a, what an interesting what an interesting question there. Are uh, you listening to Robbie's Modern Life right now? I hope those help you uh, put together a really epic picnic that you will enjoy, as will your four closest uh, friends. We'll be back after the break here with some more interesting stuff on RML FBI Radio. Hey there, Robbie's Modern Life, FBR Radio 94.5 FM. I'm Robbie Armfield. With me is Mitchell, JC, Sophie Gordon, and Bernie Bolge. And now it's time for the Listener of the Week segment. Yes, this is where we check the FBI stats page. Check out uh, the listener that has spent the most time tuned into FBI over the past week. And we give them the local bundle. It's an assortment of goodies from local cafes, restaurants, shops, and games stores. This week, we are lucky enough to have an extremely joyous bundle comprising of local products. Yep, it's got a pumpkin latte from Angry Brothers Cafe. If you listen to this show, you know we love them. It's also got a deconstructed tempura ramen, of course, in separate containers from Sushi on My Level in Artaman. There's a muffin in there from Cafe Frothy Impressions Marrickville, two leather handbags from Fur and Fine Leather Ultimo, and Mac DeMarco 2 on vinyl from Red Dead Records off King. Yes. Oh, are we allowed to win this? Oh, I wish. <laughs> Sophie, are I we allowed wish. to win this? Point. Can I put it an entry in? Oh, yes. I wish. What an excellent local bundle for a very deserving local FBI listener. Mitch, do you reckon you can just open up the FBI site there so we can see the winner? 
Sure thing. I will do that. Ah, Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Who is it? No. Who's been Who's been listening? I can't log in. Okay. Raise no, the roof. Huh? What? I can't log into the site. It's saying what? we haven't done our um our HR modules. Uh, no, three just go around. You just no, go always just say close. Yeah, close that. Close that. You don't. No, need it's to do literally that. not letting me in. It's like just, we're not even I, meant to be on air. Supposedly, we well, haven't done new these modules. Just doing new, new tab. New, yeah, try. Uh, good, 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 good idea, Benny. Try another tab, mm-hmm. Mitch, and just. I'll try it incognito, yeah, well, incognito window. I was going to say. I've used incognito. I've used my girlfriend's computer. Nothing. VPN. Yeah. No. Still no. So what's well? How are we going to give this away if we can't work? Go try another tab. No, I've tried another What's tab. What's these modules? Tried Can't we just incognito. do them later? What are they? No, we've got heaps of them. We've got like harassment in the workplace, toxicity in the workplace, laptop security, responding to negativity, respecting our listeners, workplace safety. We've got so many that we need to get through. Oh, we literally what? can't get into the site without it. Oh, let's just do so what I get. Oh, what? We have to give out the local bundle though. So Can you just do it at home, Mitch, or something for us? Um. Mm, I'm not going to do... No, nah, I'm not telling this stuff outside of work. Yeah, fair enough. Look, I don't think it's fair that any of us should do it on our own dime, right? Should we just do it now then? Yeah, it's good. On, on air. I know it's not, not um, ideal, but... Oh, I guess we've hooked mm. the listener, right? Because, you know, we're giving them away this epic prize. So, like, they will True. stick around. That's the main thing. But we'll get so through we this as quickly to... as, I can, as we can, I guess. How long is... Does it give you an estimation of how long it'll be? Yeah, it's just... 10 minutes, this one, this oh, workplace safety minutes. one. So maybe we'll just do that. I reckon that'll be so easy as well. So we just need to do one and then we can get to the next stage. We can get actually into the website. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we can just maybe. I don't know how it'll work, but we've got to get through these anyway. Yeah, and, I mean, this yeah. will be easy. A piece yeah, of piss, right? be like, oh, duh, should I plug my wet laptop cable into the main yeah, frame? Doy. Yeah, doy. <laughs> I won't blank on the DJ decks, you know. Hey, hey, <laughs> should I stick my fingers in the computer drive? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really dumb. Yeah. Let's just do it's it. It's so obvious, like pouring coffee on the on the, on the the decks. Like, yeah, obviously mm-hmm. not. Yeah. Why should I do it? <laughs> yeah, no, that's so dumb. All right, yeah, let's do it. Exactly. Yeah, okay, go, yeah. uh, quickly, quickly. Scenario one then. What's this one, Mitch? Okay, so we've got an image of two blob figures. Uh, so like a tall one holding a ladder and then a shorter one. It's on the couch and looks kind of weary. Little rotund figure. And the text box reads, you've just finished an eight-hour work shift at work with your colleague. You're both exhausted from working so hard and putting in a great effort. Your colleague mentions that they're going to head out the back and get some items from the top shelf using said ladder. Uh, should you let them go alone up the ladder or should you clock off now and get home to watch some Netflix? So it's like option A or B. Oh, right, right. Hmm. Um. So, I mean... Probably seems like a bad idea to let the exhausted worker u- use a, a ladder mm. without assistance. Yes, especially given that he appears to be like quite heavy. This is pretty dumb. No, let him go. Let him go. Like it's quicker. It's easier. But when you're off. tired as well, like you you can make mm. silly mistakes. You reckon? Yeah. Yeah, but what's the risk of that? What's the odds of that happening? So small. Yeah, he might be a professional. That yeah, that's true. And you're like you're not on the clock, mm. so you'd be liable. All right, let's uh, let's. All right, Mitch, is there an option to just let them go do it? Yeah, we can just let them go do it. All right, yeah. click that one. Just click that. Oh, God, what was it? Do you guys hear that? What was that? What was that in the um, that in my game? headphones? In the module. In the headphones? No. I think I was coming through the headphones. That's interesting that they add that effect. Oh, man. Did that sound like, like a ladder hitting the floor? 
Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but that was <laughs> yeah. It sounded like in the in the in the headphones, but I'm not sure. That was weird. Okay, let's move on and just let's get through this so we can get the uh, the winner um, announced here. So uh, this is live radio, right? So let's just move on. Uh, is there a how many more questions do we have here, Mitch? I think there's only like three looking at the uh, progress graph. So okay, cool. So we've done one, one, right? Yep. Let's do so, the next one. Did we get yeah. it right? I don't know. I think it tells you at the end. Oh, okay. But, okay. Yeah. That's power through then. Sure. Yeah. Yep. So the next one, scenario two, uh, it's an image of three blobs standing in a circle and laughing and drinking from glasses with their carton of uh, milk on the bench. Looks like one had spilled milk on the floor. Uh, there's a wet patch there. Another blob figure just to the side of the image is walking towards the group in the spilt milk with like a box full of musical instruments and gear, um, making out the shapes. It looks like a gyro, a ukulele and a cymbal maybe. And um, the text box reads, you and your colleagues are having a glass of milk and a chat during your lunch break. One of your colleagues accidentally spills their milk in a fit of hysterics from a joke you've told. Another colleague has asked them to clean up the milk, but they refuse, saying that the cleaner will get to it later. So now we've got the options. Should you advise that they clean the milk or clean it yourself or wait for the cleaner to attend the mess uh, as that is their profession? Mm. This is a hard one. We need to get this one right, I think. Um I don't know. It doesn't seem that hard to me, Sophie. It's like mm. yeah, it's the cleaner's job, right? It's their profession. So, just like leave it for them. This is like an HR mm. module, you know. Maybe maybe they want you to like take initiative or something, you know. That's a good point. But I also think like maybe a workplace might want to keep other people in work, aka their profession. So, like the cleaner should like just do their job. That is a good point. And also mm. it's like it's not my job to clean stuff up that's not mine. Yeah, I exactly. think that's the obvious answer. The um, it's the cleaner's job to clean it. So some things you should leave to the professionals. <laughs> let's just go with that. I think it's something you should leave it to professionals. And I also think it's actually taking more initiative to notice that you should leave it to the professionals. Delegating. Yeah, mm. that's a sign of a good leader. It's leadership qualities and it's initiative. And what if you don't clean it up right and you just make it worse? You know, exactly. I think it's yeah, exactly. Leave it to the professional. Add liquid to the mess. Save. So click in there, Mitch. The option okay. uh, leave to the professionals. Yeah. Um, Oh Jesus! Whoa. That sounded like it was coming out that door this time. That was weird. Hey, did you? Sounded like it was from next door. Oh, do you guys have your headphones on? No, I didn't. Maybe it's just like really good audio. Like it's that's used like uh, they recorded a binaural mm. or something. Did you just hear a, a gyro? Yeah, I just heard a massive a crash. Couple, I, I just know. heard a massive crash of like a symbol. I think it's just really good audio in the module. Mm, does seem a bit too coincidental, comfort, but we do need to press on. So. Okay, yeah, let's just go through. Uh, so here we've got an image of uh, another blob figure um, playing their guitar in the workplace. Nice. Um, so, okay, what uh, the? F- is that in the headphones? No, I'm taking. I've got yeah, mine, I took mine off. off just to make sure. Okay, same. I can definitely hear it next door. <laughs> it's so weird. It's beautiful. Know, it must be coincidence, but yeah, it's gorgeous. Um, so it says, while their playing is beautiful, they appear to be preventing nearby co-workers from maintaining focus on a work task. Uh, the playing is distracting other colleagues from some dangerous tasks, such as heavy lifting and plugging in electronics. Oh, that reminds um, me. I actually need to... Can you guys help me with... Yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh, wait. I'm, oh, I'm distracted by that. It's beautiful, isn't it? It's gorgeous. Um, so do you A, allow yeah, the co-worker is... to continue playing or B, politely ask them to stop playing or be a little quieter? Mm. I mean, I think I... Uh, mm. um, 
really nice um, melodies. It's nice what? to just have some ambient music going in the background. Yeah, it's hard for me to focus on the... It's hard for me to work to out this. anything. I just need to plug this. Oh, wow. I don't know what. I, I can't I focus, man. <laughs> I need to plug some what stuff in, but I can't look away. I needed to lift that. Oh. I'm just going to open... I, I, I literally think there's this, this plane coming through this door. I'm just going to open this door here. Okay. Sounds like they're playing with a metronome. Oh, there they are. You hear that? Mm. Practicing really hard or something. So yeah, it's like an electronic metronome. Yeah. Kind yeah. of beeping. Huh. Ah. They got it all. They got like an acoustic electric rig there. It's all wired up. That's beautiful. Lots of wires. That looks kind of unsafe. A lot of wires coming out. Yeah. I'm trying to flashing. Is that light know. flashing to the um, beeping? That must be. I don't know, man. I mean, it makes this beautiful music. I don't want to stop it. <laughs> I'm like almost hypnotized by the beauty. Playing of this music. so well, it seems like there's What's like that? steam coming off his fingers or something. Is that like a new pickup? What is that? It's, it's got like little cylindrical, a little thing, a stack of cylindrical things uh, yeah. together. Is that a weird little pickup? It's like a timer on top, counting down to the end of the song. Yeah. Twenty seconds. What a lot of wires. Wait, the, wi- the wires. The wires go from the pickup to the timer. Twenty seconds. He's smiling at it. I don't play guitar, so I'm not really sure if that's normal. Wait. Ten Wait a minute. seconds. Hang Guys. On. Wait. What? Hang on. Huh? That ticking. What There's the... Some f- serious... Is that a bomb? That's a bomb. A no, bomb? it's not. Sir, is that a bomb? Oh, my... Oh, God. Guys, oh. Get, let's get out of here. Guys, it's a bomb. Oh, my God. God. Ah! <laughs> Mitch. Go, 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 go! Go, go, get Duck! It's gonna go! Can't breathe! What the hell kind of safety module is that? <laughs> Exploding guitar. <laughs> you should have asked him to Are stop. You guys there? Oh. Oh. I guess we'll see you next week, Monday, midday till 1 p.m. Robbie's Modern Life. Listen back on the podcast if you like. <laughs>